welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And this week, we're airing a message entitled, The Feeding of the 5,000. And in this message, the preacher will use a popular story in the Bible to illustrate not only the power of God, but how it relates to us and our faith. Because in times like these, we will have something that will test our faith, and God has given us examples such as the one we'll hear this week to encourage us to lean on His ability more than anything else. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Uh, Genesis chapter 22, when Abraham and Isaac are going up one side of the mount, and, and Abraham has been told to sacrifice his son. And, and he goes in faith, and the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that Abraham really believed he'd have to do that. And the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that he believed what would happen is that God would raise Isaac from the dead. That's faith, isn't it? That's why Abraham is the example and father of our faith, both in our walk with God and, and reaching back to our salvation. It's a perfect pattern of the kind of faith we have to have to be saved and to walk with God, to believe the impossible. Now think about it. While Abraham and Isaac are walking up one side of this mountain, God and a ram are coming up the other side. But Abraham can't see that. And by the way, when you read the narrative, and we won't for the sake of time this morning in Genesis 22, there comes a point where Isaac starts getting a little bit nervous. And he says, uh, Father, there's an altar and there's wood and there's a fire, but where's the sacrifice? Uh, while they couldn't see it, up the other side came God with the ram. Up the other side came God with the ram. Some of us here this morning, before we got saved, our lives were in complete and total turmoil. And we may have been searching for God in some way, fashion, or form, and, and, and probably not the right way, not seeking the God of the Bible. And we were looking all over the place, and we were lost and floundering. But what we couldn't see through the fog of life circumstances and our sin was the cross of Jesus Christ. Thank God that the Holy Spirit brought conviction into our lives and illuminated that cross, that death, that burial and resurrection for us that we might have faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. What are these testings for this morning? Are they to show God anything? No. No, they are for our benefit. They are for our understanding. They are to work our faith muscle. Now, any of you that are into bodybuilding, you know about this. You know that a a, a muscle has to be worked. You know that a muscle has to be pushed. And uh, if you've ever been to the gym and, and uh, wandered over, and, and, and for me, going to the free weight section is wandering over. It's not a place I belong. It's not a place I feel comfortable. But I've been over there where these guys are just pushing it and grunting and groaning and making some of the most ungodly noises. And I asked a guy one time, there was this one guy who was bench pressing and man, he had a bunch of plates on both sides. That bar was bending. He had really big muscles. He's, he's pushing, and there's a guy on each side spotting him on each side. 
And he's pushing it and pushing it, and they're encouraging him, and sweat beads are flying off of his face, and he's making all of these noises. And I said to the guy standing next to me, I said, what's this all about? And the guy said, he's muscle collapsing. Muscle collapsing. I said, I looked at my arms. I said, that's what I've been doing. (laughs) I've been muscle collapsing, and it's been very effortless. I haven't had to do anything. (laughs) And he proceeded to explain to me that that muscle was being torn down and, and ripped apart so that, you know, the, the, the proteins and hopefully that's all. Uh, and that sort of thing that he was taking would come in and repair it and build it up uh, bigger each time. Folks, that's what God's doing with our faith muscle. If you're like me, you'd like to just wake up one morning and have it just all rearranged and set up for you, nice and neat as a pin, and everything all settled and nothing to concern yourself about, and, and no unknowns. Everything just laid out nice. Guess what? You're going to be waiting a long time for that day. In fact, you know what that day's called? It's called heaven, when we get to heaven. But until then, the life of faith is a life of testing. Number two, number two, if you look at verse nine, if you look at verse nine, we see that God uses the willing. God uses the willing. There is a lad here. There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they? among so many. A lad. David was a lad. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, when he started uh, pastoring in, in uh, London, England, he was 21 years old. He was a lad. Uh, Jeremiah was a lad. In fact, he said to the Lord, Lord, I'm a child. And the Lord said, say not, I'm a child. Uh, I remember when I started in the ministry, I felt pretty young to be doing the job that God had called me to do. And um, yet we find that God uses the willing. You know what he could have done? He could have got caught lost in the crowd. He could have just mingled. There were 5,000 men there plus women and children. Had to be at least 10,000, maybe 15,000 or more people. And he could have just got lost in the crowd, but he didn't. He came forward. And I love his faith. I love his faith. He didn't consider that he had enough lunch for himself. And that's all there really was to it. But he heard, he heard that there was some help needed. And so he just brought what he had. He just brought what he had. You know what, folks? That's all God's asking of us. That's all he's asking of us. He's not asking us to supply the supernatural power. I'll be honest with you. A lot of times just to do the things that God's called me to do, just to get up uh, this morning here in this pulpit and preach and, and, and pray and hope that God might use me. Sometimes when I look at that task, it just overwhelms me. But then I realize I'm not here to supply the power. I, I'm not here to anoint the message. It's God's word. It, it's, it's the Holy Spirit of God that comes and takes it and, and brings it to your heart in a way that encourages and blesses. And, and would you listen to me this morning? You've got the same thing. How many of you have a Bible this morning? Let me see your Bible. Would you just lift it up for a moment? You have a Bible. You, you got all you need. You got all you need. God can use you because God uses the willing. He came forward. He didn't get lost in the crowd. You know what I think a lot of times when it comes to our witnessing efforts or a lack of them, that's what we do. We get lost in the crowd. I think a lot of times we don't step out to be a witness for Christ. It's not that we don't love the Lord. It's not that we don't want to see that person saved. It's not that we don't care for him. It's just sometimes we just don't want to step out. You know, this young man... If the disciples were unkind men, 
if Jesus was an unkind man and wasn't who he was, he could have came forward with this and he could have gotten laughed at. Amen? You, you ever see somebody just, you know, try with their meager efforts and someone laugh at them or ridicule them? You know what? A lot of times that's what we worry about. And by the way, when it comes to our witnessing efforts, if they laugh at us, all right, we provided a service. <laughs> we, we brought some humor into their lives, amen? I mean, the old sticks and stones will break my bones, but words can never hurt me. But he could have got lost in the crowd, or he could have kept it for himself. He could have rationalized, there's just enough here for me. I mean, what's this going to do? If I, if I give it away, uh, I won't have uh, any myself. Uh, would you keep your hand here and turn to Luke chapter 6? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get ahead of us here. But I want, I want to show you the, the law of reaping and sowing here, where this, this little lad gave up his lunch, didn't keep it for himself, and, and a biblical principle uh, is at work here. Look at verse 38. Look at verse 38. Give, and it shall be what? Now, let me say this to you. I've noticed that independent Baptists shy away from this verse. Do you know why? Because they've seen charlatans on television and heard them on radio using this to try to profit. Oh, give your seed money, give your seed money, and the motive for giving becomes getting. That's not what Jesus is saying here. Our motive for giving needs to be charity, that we want to be used of God. We want to be a conduit that God can work through us to be a blessing to others. But this is a byproduct of it. Folks, God's never going to be outgiven. God's not going to be outgiven by you or me. God wasn't outgiven by this little lad. And here's the principle. Look at verse 38. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over. Um, I, I don't eat cereal anymore, but when I was a kid growing up, I would eat cereal, and a lot of times I'd be sitting there eating my cereal half asleep in the morning, reading the back of the cereal box. And Yeah, especially Tony the Tiger, right? Frosted flakes. Boy, you talk about health food to get your day started, amen? I mean, if you didn't have caffeine in the coffee, you had the sugar on the frosted flakes to get you going. Huh? Tony the Tiger, great. And I would read the back of the box, and always somewhere on that box was this little disclaimer. This box sold by weight, not by what? Volume. Meaning if you open the box and the contents were settled down a little bit, that was what Jesus is describing here. Pressed down, shaken together. Only when God, God gets done and the contents settle down, he puts more in it. And keep shaking and puts more in it. Keep shaking it until it's running over. Folks, you can't outgive God. He will give more through you than he'll ever give to you. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Feeding of the 5,000 by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, the preacher gave us another example of how God's power can supersede anything that we could ever imagine. We need to trust God to do the impossible in our lives and know that there will be times where our faith will be tested. Because these disciples couldn't even comprehend the power that Jesus possessed. And too often, we too can forget just how great our Savior really is. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, 
please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Our bookstore is also open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30, as well as Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. And Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages including junior high, high school, and college-age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.